fall has begun. Fall as we do it in America, beginning on the autumnal equinox, which was September 22nd this year. In the Celtic calendar, fall really starts uh, at Lunasa, or Lunasa if you prefer, in August. Lama's tide. And you can feel it then. You can feel like, whoa, the angle of the sun has changed. Speaking of angled, I happen to be at the base of this tree that, this ponderosa pine, that is bizarrely angled and twisting out. I think just trying to get at the sun. Near it, near it, there's a just big, fat, totally straight up ponderosa. I'm going to hug it now. The incredible smells of early summer are not so strong anymore here on our ponderosas, but it still smells lovely with its nice orange bark. This is a big old guy or gal. And then the sort of angle and arch of the reaching twisted tree. Underneath that I see fairly nicely framed an old stump. Oh, by the way, I'm T, and you're listening to Burning Tarot, and yes, we will get to the tarot part. So here's this gorgeous stump. I call these guys floating stumps. They often come from lightning strikes, sometimes from big fighters, you know, hundreds of years ago. And the stump that is left will have, you know, part of itself pointing up to the sky, often in gorgeous contours and castle-like figures that it makes, these like sculptures. And sometimes the only thing holding it to the earth is just a little burnt bit at the bottom. I find them quite traumatic. This one isn't very floaty. It has a pretty strong foot connecting it to the earth. I'll take a picture for you. But this is where I got the call to stop and photograph our card for the week, which I had already pulled, and begin the reading. And so, here we are. It's fall, and I think we all know what fall is about. It's about poetry, and it's about death. And like death, it's about recognizing the deep cycles of nature, the deep cycles of which we are part. And there is always a melancholy to be found there, along with a beauty. And sometimes we have to move past sheer terror in order to get at that beauty and that bittersweet tinge of positive melancholy, if you will. We have to get past denial, for sure. We have to get past, you know, just good old-fashioned raw fear. And we have to get past the idea that this is negative. Being part of something that makes you feel melancholic or scared or sad that's, that's got to be bad. It's got to be avoided at all costs. 
We do a lot of that in our culture. I do a lot of that in my everyday life. As I crunch among these very crunchy dried pine cones on the ground, moving into the sunshine here. Um, I do it too, and I want to make it clear that anything I talk about here on Burning Tarot, uh, usually it's stuff that I have a problem with, or I wouldn't be bothering to bring it up. <laughs> it doesn't imply that like, oh, I'm, I'm above all that. I've moved past it. I think the reason I bring these things up over and over and over is that I'm part of this culture and I haven't gotten past anything really. So I need to do practices that continually put me back in touch with what we're doing here. And I need to write and speak and give readings and get readings that help remind me. Uh, help remind me that I just, whatever, in this culture I've inherited a lot of unhelpful traditions and it's it's good to turn them around. So yes, death and, and in the land of tarot and in many other places where metaphor reigns supreme, autumn means the preparation for death. Winter is death. Autumn is, look, I understand that I'm going to die. <laughs> I think I misspoke earlier. Autumn is the lead-in. If you follow, you know, Japanese poetry, there's, you know, a very intricate art to how you mention the seasons with their inevitable connotations and metaphors. Um, so if winter is death, this is us getting ready for it. And what a beautiful season it often is. It certainly is here. Here in the kingdom of Middle Oregon, where I wander about and worship the large trees. Now that the smoke has gone, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. We pulled the Ace of Coins. We pulled the Ace of Coins reversed and then becoming upright. If you're not sure about changing a card in a tarot reading, uh, maybe you're familiar with the I Ching. The cards can work in a similar way. Something can start out reversed and then flip itself over. You just have to listen. So that's what we got. We're using Cat Black's Golden Tarot yet again. It's entirely possible that I can't find my other primary tarot deck or that I packed it up for uh, wildfire evacuation and it's in some pack somewhere. I think that's actually where it is. Whatever, that just means we get to use the golden some more. Ace of Coins here is a lovely angelic figure with bright, almost moth-like wings or hawk colored. Angel has long red hair. Angel's wearing a robe. Angel is carrying a large golden coin. There are stones about. Some shrubbery. As Monty Python would say, bring me a shrubbery. There is a lion down in the corner near the foreground. 
There's also lilies, white lilies are blooming, which is interesting because lilies are a symbol of death. Uh, and there's also a peacock nearby. Far in the distance, we see framed by a rock archway, kind of like our leaning tree here. Um, we see an upright tree with greenery and way beyond it, looks like probably a castle on a hill. Could be a garden on a hill. I don't have my glasses, what do I know? So this is a, a nice spot to be. Ace of Coins. Ace of Coins says, Earth stuff. Let's go. Let's recalibrate. Let's reset our relationship to Earth stuff. Okay, so what is Earth stuff? I talk about it a lot. Uh, the Earth element is really important and it's related to the real, actual Earth, the planet, Mother Nature. It's uh, something that we have trouble connecting with as an element in our culture because, well, for about a billion reasons, <laughs> but um, some believe it's, well, it's because the patriarchy, patriarchal system that we've all grown up in really uh, divorces us from our direct connection to Earth. Sounds reasonable. Our mediated forms of communication and reality also contribute to this problem. Contemporary mystics of various kinds attribute that, such as the internet, to the element of air, which is generally considered masculine. So you have this situation where we would probably spend more time reading emails about the wolves we're trying to save from Mother Earth. I know one of you is an activist, so I'm just using your example. Um, we might spend more time emailing and clicking around and sending letters to the editor about those wolves than being out in nature with Mother Earth the true home and source of those wolves. We might celebrate nature in photographs that make it look all perfect and framed a certain way and, you know, some Adobe product lets us click on something and all the inconvenient things get out of that picture. To somebody, my beautiful stump, my dead stump here, uh, might seem unsavory and they would just photoshop it out of the picture. So if we're mostly associating with Earth through mediated experiences, a photograph in a book, an email, uh, something on Instagram, this reminds us of the existence of Earth, but it can have the paradoxical effect of over time separating us from that earth. Our true connection to earth comes through, of course, the great woo, but also through our bodies. Our tricky, difficult bodies that we probably wish we could Photoshop those too. You know, that could range from, I'd like to Photoshop out this, you know, 15 pounds of COVID fat 
to, I wish I could just go in there with some computer program and replace the lower half of my body that doesn't function. Or, you know, replace all these bits and bobs that are failing because I'm growing older. So like nature itself, the earth element and our connection to it, you know, can be, um, can be tricky. The Ace of Coins invites us to reinvigorate that connection. Ace of Coins, the angel, knows that our mind and body selves, and of course, you know, dividing those out into two separate things, you know, even that construct is kind of ridiculous. Whatever. I grew up here in America in the 20th century, so that's what I got. So I think Ace of Coins, with the presence of the angel in particular, angel is, is uh, angel can be some mind and woo-woo energy, messenger of the gods. And the angel is blessing us, is offering us the coin. So we have to be ready to accept it with our broken, weird, uncomfortable, dissonant, difficult bodies. Angel doesn't have to worry so much about her body. You know, she's very, she looks like she's not having any trouble there. She can fly and she's beautiful and competent. We might not know what happens to her out of frame in a different picture, but from what we can see here, She's young. She's strong. It must be great. But the gods have given to her this large, kind of unwieldy-looking coin. And they have invited us to take it and to say, I am ready for a gift for my body, for my planet. I understand that taking care of my body is a way of reestablishing connection to the planet and to the element of earth the woo woo you know not not quite put your finger onable thing of earth of earthness and if you have like if you work with actual gods goddesses spirits go ahead and insert the name of whomever here put in put in a word you like throw in abundance throw in lakshmi um and then you, you can also have arguments with people about which goddess should go here, depending which pantheon you're, <laughs> you're working on, working with. Throw in Demeter. Demeter's a favorite of mine. Um, so this Ace of Coins says you can reconnect in a new way, deeper way, bigger way, shinier way, perhaps, with the goddess with Demeter of the harvest season, where we are now, with planet Earth, with Mother Gaia. You're going to get there through your bodily needs. I would say, let's use this time in the upcoming couple weeks to really reconnect with our actual literal physical bodies and see if that enables us to channel woo-woo energies a little better and connect with woo-woo stuff. 
This might even be a message for the entirety of the fall. Seems like a good one. It totally connects with, uh, we drew the Empress as our Solstice to Solstice card beginning in June. And I've blathered about that at great length. You're welcome to go back and listen to Listen to the Burning Tarot podcasts that talk about the Empress and Earth energy and solstice. So our Ace of Coins really neatly aligns with that overarching theme of, hello, Burning Tarot, handful of people. Let us remember the Earth. Let us keep coming back to it. Earth is really difficult right now, too. It's confusing. I know some of us and our loved ones are going through serious health issues. Um, I know one of you has been dealing with um, a partner with cancer. I know one of you uh, has spent a, a great deal of your time over the last few months in bed. Last quite a few months. Um... And those of us who are fortunate enough to be out and about on our two feet and, and not going to cancer treatment or taking our loved one there, we're dealing with the constant threat of COVID, of crazy people with guns deciding to take us out because we're carrying a Black Lives Matter sign this kind of thing. The fear level has been high. So the body, the body, there's discomfort in having a body. There's vulnerability just in having one. There's so much care that we have to take of it. And they're so, you know, they're kind of gushy, our bodies, right? We've been watching, um, we've been watching some uh, medieval King arthur stuff on TV, my family, um, whatever internet TV thing. And when you see them in their armor, they're wearing their mail and their pieces of, I don't know the names of the different, you know, metal football player looking stuff that, that gets thrown on over the chain mail. But I see them and I go, that's just, I can totally understand the appeal of that. Because even if somebody's not coming up to me with a giant sword, I kind of feel like I would love to have that helmet you guys are rocking on this TV thing. I would, I would just feel so much more confident, right? If I were clanking around. Because my actual body lacks an exoskeleton. It's this just gushy thing that anybody could come up and poke with a stick or a knife or whatever. And it just, it oozes. It begins to fall apart. This is threatening behavior. <laughs> This is tough. So the body can be our site of connection with each other, with the earth. And a kind of reassurance. It's our little squishy car that we're, we're driving around in. But I think it, it can help to acknowledge that that vulnerability exists. And, it's, and that feeling of being vulnerable kind of... Um, pushes us out of the body instead of going oh poor little squishy body let me come in here and meditate with you and really feel myself inhabiting you as you go about your illnesses your absolutely mysterious bouts with severe chronic pain some of you are feeling that too 
mine has been making some appearances as well. Oh, little body, not only am I going to protect you by wearing this mask and buying this healthy food, um, I'm going to hold you and hang out with you and offer you sensory comforts that are healthy ones. So all of these moments I'm describing, they're the kinds of things that parents offer to children or grandparents or aunties or whatever. You get the idea. If you see a kid freaking out, falling down, scraping their knee, you just scoop them up. Give them a hug. And they might need space first. They might need... Some people I know need to freak out and go hit a wall before they can come back and be comforted. Sometimes that's me, I will admit. But usually somewhere in the pattern there with a child, uh, the adult gets to have this conscious connection with the body. The two bodies fold over each other. There are tears, which are a very bodily function. There is comfort. There is breathing. And only after that do we move on to distraction, like saying, okay, well, oh, your knee got hurt and we're cleaning it up and I'm going to kiss it and make it better. Do we need a bandage? Okay. Okay. And then, you know, sometimes with a kid, by then they're like, they're over it. They were in pain. They were crying and screaming. They got some comfort. It probably still hurts technically, but they're like, whatever, I'm going to get back on my bike. Adults are not really as good at that. You know, we try to go, well, I'm bandaging it up very effectively now, and now I'm getting on the bike because I freaking have to. Because getting on the bike in our case is often, you know, going to work or doing some terribly necessary thing. So we try to skip that comfort step. There's no one to comfort us, or we're too macho or um, uptight and waspy or... <laughs> whatever. We all have various reasons for it. Um, we're often afraid to show the vulnerability, have the uh, outburst, cry out, have tears, yell, holler for ourselves or for someone else, be vulnerable, and really feel the pain and weirdness of having our bodies suddenly do this pain thing or this wounded thing. If there's, no, if there's no one else around to offer the comfort, it's up to us to do that. And I think it's up to us to recognize that this whole process needs to happen with our bodies. And once again, I'm speaking to myself here as much as to anybody else. There's having the pain or other experience with the body. There's feeling it. There's hollering about it. There's, you know, my thing is, you know, I stubbed my toe on this box and now I want to kick the box. <laughs> Is it really the box's fault? Well, no. But I have found in my old age that if it's not a breakable box, screw it. I'm, I'm going to kick the box and I'm going to feel better. That's me processing my feelings. Um, do I need to cry about it? Well, sure. Screw it. Let's cry. Is there someone around to comfort me? Perhaps not. Perhaps not. So that's the moment where Ace of Coins, I think, shows us our kind of youthful earth self. And our adult conscious minds, have to, we kind of have to step back and go, look 
at the crying child that is me. Look at the crying child that is me. And go ahead and give her a hug. This can start sounding pretty cheesy. It can get pretty cheesy, and who cares? If you're locked down for COVID, or you're stuck in a forest fire, you know, smoke lockdown, or whatever, you're probably spending some time alone anyway. One great thing you can do while you're alone is offer yourself that comfort, even for wounds that you received a long, long time ago. Give a hug. Rub your hands together until you feel a warmth and maybe an energy coming out of your hand. And then put one or both hands like a centimeter above a wound. And just kind of feel the energy and heat swirling. And wish them, wish those energy and heat swirls to go in and comfort the place where you have pain. You might not think of yourself as a healer, but if you try this process, you might find, oh, <laughs> this is a thing, this works. You have to try a few times. I'm way better at doing that stuff on other people than myself, but it's worth a try. You can even just, just do that on a, an old, old wounded site or difficult site, you know, on an arthritic joint. Uh, a place where for neurological reasons you're always in pain or where you haven't felt anything in years. You don't even have a phantom limb there. You have an actual limb but no nerves that work down there. And that part of you still requires some attention. And you might, you know, understandably there's probably other parts of your body you're paying attention to those. But take the time to go into these kind of ancient wounded spots. Breathe into them. Place your hand above them after you've warmed up your hand. Brushed your hands together. You know, you could set a timer. Give it, you know, two minutes. Give it ten minutes. It's like a kind of visualization or meditation. Only instead of just... Instead of going on some far-out journey like many uh, visualizations do, instead of clearing your mind, as some forms of popular meditation today would have you do, this is just really specific. It's a physical meditation. You're moving energy around. Ace of Coins is reversed, started off reversed in this reading. I think that's how we ended up at this stuff about wounding and self-healing. That newness of the Ace of Coins trying to help us celebrate and be in touch with our bodies and our beautiful earth as it slides into a strange new season, as it slides towards, you know, I mean, this is 2020. Giving the whatever usual spiel one might have about going into wintertime um, you know, you need that times 40, times 700. You're going into a horrific election season. Going into a deeply anxiety-inducing influenza and COVID combo season. We're not going to pretend that everything's cool. 
even though I know that there's probably stuff at work that is far beyond my comprehension and that it might all end up being super cool in some super grand scale. I'm operating at small scale. My little tiny scale. My little tiny scale with occasional drop-ins from the great woo. From this scale, as an American, particularly, and as a woman, it's really just rough rolling. So I don't want to um, be dismissive about that. I want to acknowledge that we're not just rolling into winter, which can be very hard for lots of people. Lots of people get depressed. The holidays are stressful. It's going to be real stressful this year. Can you even visit anybody? Oh, I don't know. So all that stuff is going to be amplified by, um, by what's going on in our kind of socio-political world. I really don't want to diminish that. But I do want to say that we live on other planes than that. That's just one of the planes that we operate on. We have our personal body plane. Okay, this metaphor is getting weird, so now I'm feeling like my body is like a flat field that I walk through. Um, (laughs) We have our bodies, right? They form a connection to the larger earth, which has all this socio-political stuff running around on top of it. There are environmental permutations of all that. But I feel like our bodies, our personal relationship to the woo, and the woo and the planet, that is all really super important. And it takes place regardless of what all this external stuff is doing. It can. We have to focus on it. We have to go in there and say, I'm going to sit with where my body feels broken or uncomfortable. I'm going to hug the wounded child, even though that child is me. Um, that's, that's an option that we have. And if that means setting aside for two hours the demands of work and of family the demands of maybe political organizing that we're doing. I know some of you do that. Um, People in my family do a lot of work and communications stuff that's very much related to community and political wellness. But we sometimes do that at the expense of our own bodies, our own financial health, our own house. So I'm, I'm trying to be aware of that and to be aware that, you know, I might be a well-intentioned, mostly white lady, but there is only so much I can say and do about anti-racism and Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter movement right now. I've done a great deal and people are contacting me a lot about it. I know I'm limited. I know I'm racist. I know it'll take the rest of my life to address all that, and I will still be a mostly white lady who's racist. I'll make my little, you know, I'll do my little things here and there where I try to help. Good for me. So for me personally, I know that I see this ace of coins. I see that it's reversed, which suggests it's really having trouble. It's having trouble making that connection. When I, if I had pulled this ace of coins um, upright, I'd be like, hey, you guys, party. We're starting new projects. 
we're starting a time where we can have a new relationship. I like that snapping sound, huh? Yeah. Uh, reset our relationship with earth and with body. It can also be with home. Um, if you kind of look at your inner self, like here's my inner self somewhere inside me. And then it's home is body and it is intertwined with body. And then expand out from there and what do you get? Well, it's wherever you live. You know, maybe that's a car, maybe that's a house. Um, so all of these pieces of the metaphor are well served by the Ace of Coins. Doing a remodel? Yeah. Ace of Coins is like, yeah, let's, let's remodel that room. Um, or let's, uh, let's start this new project. Ace of Coins also speaks to money and career. Stuff you can see in the world. But when it comes up reversed, it's really pointing out, ah, in order to get turned up, to get turned upright, in order to reestablish a really good connection with earth, there's going to be some work to do. And I think there's just going to be some time that needs to pass. And it's, this reading is not just talking about this week. So I'm kind of adding it onto our larger empress uh, solstice reading. This card says, really do this work. Turn off the internet. Turn off your phone. Sit with your body and the earth. Take a bath. Go to the doctor. Do all the things. And don't be surprised if the process doesn't seem great at first. We're this ace of coins is kind of feeling stuck. Maybe it's um, starting a new diet to help with some health problems. And the diet is not going well, and it gets restarted again. Oof. This may or may not be happening to me. <laughs> For me, it's the whole 30. If I can get myself to do that, things usually turn around and get pretty good. Um, so this would be a moment where... The cards are telling us this is a possibility. This is trying to happen right now, but it's probably not going to be easy at first. It's going to feel awkward. We may feel stuck. And we just, we might have to expend extra effort to make that stuff flow. But we have to do it as our job. If we didn't have to do it, the card, that's not the card that would jump out today. There'd be something else. If we were being asked to focus on some other aspect of our lives, um, you know, whatever. We'd be looking at the Queen of Cups right now. We're not. We're looking at Ace of Coins reversed. So there's a certain amount of care that we need to take as we go about reconnecting with body, earth, house, money, physical stuff, and really with planet earth, and some patience. So we understand that there may be some stuckness. But the newness and the flowingness and the kind of a rediscovery of the earthiness of ourselves and our body, that is trying to happen. It won't be super easy and perfect, but it's trying to happen already. And withdrawing this card, we're, we're getting this message of, okay, let's help it happen. Let's help this beautiful angel get turned right side up, which is her preference. So she can set down this gorgeous golden coin for us, this gift, 
and then flap her beautiful, colorful wings and fly away. She can't do that while she's upside down. So it's our job to help the angel. Help the angel. Help the angel bring us the gift of earth. Not expecting it to be easy. I don't know about you, but like turning angels upside down. Wow, that sounds challenging. Um, But with a spirit of love, a love for the angel and for the gift that she's trying to bring us. You know, it's not greedy. It's just playing our part. Well, there you go. That's your burning tarot moment. Um, I hope that with this and the Empress that all of us, including especially me, you know, that we manage to really do this and reconnect with our bodies in a comfortable, huh, not sure why that word came, comfortable, comforting, comforting, uh, devoted, consistent, committed manner. Let's, let's just really recommit to that. We need to be solid. We need to be solid not just to find joy and uh, to really connect with Earth, but as a way of energetically fighting against those negative external sociopolitical stuff factors that I was talking about earlier. You know, it's easy to just sit there and circulate petitions and throw rocks. It's not easy. It takes a lot of work. But I think it's harder to step back from that enough to really establish our own energetic connections with the earth that we're trying to save, or even with the society that we're hoping will turn out okay. So this is a pretty big deal. You and your body and your home that you live in, and making sure you're okay, and allowing the self-care thing, I don't know about that word, sorry, but it is self-care, doing healing, taking care of ourselves, looking at how we eat, feeling how our bodies connect to the earth, regardless of whether we're in some kind of horrible cancer treatment, regardless of whether we are exhausted and overworked, even when there's a cloud of smoke over our heads, forcing us to stay indoors, making our animal internal selves absolutely crazy, because of course they want to flee from the forest fire and we're not letting them. All of those things can happen and it's up to us to come in and sit with the angel. If you don't have any practices that are working for you right now, or you're not kind of remembering to do them, You could start slow, like take two days a week where you spend, say, one hour with the angel. And that could look like a lot of different things for you. You could try that healing exercise we talked about earlier. There could be meditation. There could be uh, walking or sitting in the woods or whatever interesting natural phenomenon is near you. There could be contemplating a stone in your hand. So find something that's comfortable for you that you can do. Some of us, it's going to be like, oh, this means up my game daily practice. But if you're not used to really checking in with your body and the earth and understanding the connection between those two, I think twice a week, but make it kind of a a longish session is a good way to start. If you need ideas on how to do this kind of stuff, or if you have ideas that you'd like to share, 
well, by all means, get in touch. You can send a voice memo or an email to me, burningtarot at gmail.com, and maybe I can share some of your ideas with other people here. Uh, or I can just make a little podcast where we just talk about different methodologies for this stuff that, that are useful for us. Anytime I'm giving a podcast and it sounds like I'm making assumptions about the tools that you have or the practices that are in your life, if you're like, well, I don't meditate or I hate meditating, okay, that's good for me to know. Maybe I can come up with something else for you. Just send me an email um, and I will, um, I'll just see what I can do. And your emails from the last round were really super interesting. So I'm going to share some of that with all of us next week here on here on Burning Tarot, the official very fancy podcast. I'm T. I have a lot of love for you guys. And it'll be very interesting to see how our bodies do this fall with our beautiful angels and coins. Goodbye. <laughs>